Hi guys, my name is Lavanya and you're listening to the Full Time Show, Sportstar's Indian Super League special podcast where we review every single game of the ISL every single day. So I've got Ashin and Anirudh here uh, to sort of dissect this game and the game we're going to be discussing today is Jamshedpur FC taking on Chennai FC. Chennai is coming in with a new coach, hopefully a new outlook to their campaign and yeah there was this excitement that maybe you know there's a new guy who's heading the squad and there might be a win on the cards and that's what all of us would have thought of right up until the 89th minute but then jamshedpur had to spoil the party and then they had to equalize and now we have the a hand of farooq which is <laughs> what people are saying right now yes we have quite a few controversial things actually to talk about so finally the game ended in a one all stalemate So a little disappointing for Chennai because they find themselves in the ninth position on the table again. It's not helping them. None of these draws are helping them right now. And Jamshedpur sits not comfortably, but for now safely in fourth. Yeah. So they're still in that top four. So we've got a, two points of the top place. Team. Exactly. ATK sits with fourteen points. They're at twelve. So it's it's not much of a gap there. But um, in terms of the game itself, we have so many things to discuss because yes, this was the first game without John Gregory at the helm of the team, and this was also Jamshedpur's um, you know time to play without Sergio Castell leading and that front line. Who is also in your exactly. So we've got a lot to talk about, and Anirudh and Ashin have both followed this game today, so it'll be fun to sort of dissect the biggest talking points of the game. So before we head into anything else, let's just address the elephant in the room. Actually, there are two things because before I thought you said no fat jokes. <laughs> no, no, I'm not making a fat joke, Ashin. We don't make fat jokes here. What I'm trying to talk about is actually two things. Before we started, before the game started, I was thinking one of the first things Ashin said when Owen Coyle was appointed was that remember you said okay now we're going to referring to him as elephant. <laughs> no, I'm not referring to him as the elephant. I'm saying remember we had this conversation about you know how he loves turning up to these cold Premier League matches in his shorts. <laughs> yeah. So that was one of the he first shorts. Yes, he was wearing shorts. That was the first thing because I wasn't watching the match and that was the first thing I turned around and asked both of you is he wearing shorts or not? <laughs> Turns out he is. He must be loving it, no? Indian yeah. climate's like brilliant climate to wear shorts. So that's not what we're going to be talking about though. There was a bigger development. which is that whole handball controversy which has got twitter talking i mean after the game i put out this tweet where i said okay immediate takeaways for me are the goal and this and that and everybody was like really you're not going to be talking about that refereeing howler where you know there was a handball that was given as a goal what were your thoughts watching that game and live blogging it what were your thoughts did you feel like saying that is not a goal yeah and you were talking about farooq's yeah. reaction to it as well take us through no, that it felt chennai were robbed in the end uh But you know, you look at the goal on its own. Hmm. Yes, Chennai was robbed at the end because the ball took a deflection of Farooq's hand and all that. But overall, balance of things, Jamshedpur deserved at least a point. Not saying Jamshedpur deserved to win or Chennai deserved to lose, but both teams deserved at least a point. Today was a much better performance from Chennai. I think the best performance this season. Apart from maybe the win, yeah, either for they didn't deserve to win it, but I mean they, they deserved to nick it at the end, which yeah. they did. But I don't think they deserved uh, much. Again, the so any team that has a new manager coming in the middle of the season, they have this new manager bounce that yeah. happens. Uh, but this it's very difficult to happen in Chennai FC in in, in ISL because in other leagues, let's say Premier League, where a coach has come in uh, to redeem the bottom place. Now the idea is to make sure that you get enough points, you don't get relegated. There's no relegation here. There's no consequences at the end of the day. So you either do a good job or you don't do a good job. 
the teams going to stay in the league teams going to play the same other nine teams in the league next season <coughs> but that said chennai were much better in parts throughout the match and uh, yeah the goal obviously robbed them if you had like var or replay so the referee spotted the handball it would not have gone in even farooq's reaction right after the goal everybody's gone on celebrating so farooq's trying to spot the referee is trying to make sure that the goal has been properly given before he goes and joins in celebrations but shouldn't that have that should have been an indicator for somebody to at least check it do we not no they don't they, you can't check it on video when when there is no system uh, in place for yeah it. system in place for that yeah fair enough that sort of begs the question i mean should we i know people have been saying var is an expensive technology to bring it's got its i mean the ones who are using var now premier league people have they don't have very good things to say about it either mm-hmm. but should we have some sort of like you know how cricket has a third umpire and this comes from somebody who's just sort of watching football as a fan the nitty gritties is something that both of you will be better placed to tell me about so should we have some sort of a checking system at least where when you know there's a blatant error that the referee hasn't spotted or for for lack of a better phrase not given thought should there be something in place because there's just one too many of these in the ISL how do you counter that without choosing the most expensive option I mean, like that's the only option you which you need to go to at the end of the day. There is no other uh, alternative yeah. to VAR. And with VAR also, uh, it's been implemented in the Premier League this season. And then as soon as a goal is done, people start celebrating, but then some stay back because a VAR check happens after every goal now, mm-hmm. and it's it's become so tight that the tiniest margins of yeah. offside errors, if the if the player is offside, it's been given offside and the goal is ruled out. Again. VAR is following the rules, hundred yeah. percent. The rules say that even if like your finger is offside, the goal has to stand down. But earlier it was not like that. The yeah. Marginal calls were accepted. And to be honest with the referee, I mean to be fair to the referee today, the handball also was not in one in his direct view. Two, Farooq was not trying. It's not like Diego Maradona. Maradona it's not intentional handball. Yeah, he was not trying to move the ball into the goal. <coughs> he looks sorry immediately. So does he, that mean he's given? He, the he just that's, that's hopes that like no one saw it. Like yeah, but that's the argument, right? I know it's not intentional. Again, the argument here is not that Farooq intentionally came to deflect the ball or tried to use his arm to you know maneuver where the ball was going. But the point is, even if it's unintentional, handballs, handball, right? Offsides again are okay. Places where you can say fine, you know, there is a margin. You there's not much you can do about it. But a handball is a case of a yes or no, right? See, even with the VAR, the problem where it comes is. uh the rules which comes with using the system and the uh, rules in place for in foot, football in general the referees the officials usually to a t they know what has to be followed but even there there is a a gray area as to like some referee might opt to uh, see it in a different way right and the other one but when it comes to the players there is more confusion because players you wouldn't expect them to like Go through the rule book, Rules, yeah, or even the even the managers who not be as thorough with thorough it. Thorough, I yeah. said. So they will still not be satisfied with whatever if the decision goes against them. If you look at the Manchester derby, uh, at the end of the first half, uh, there's a passage of play where uh, Fred goes to ground trying to uh, block a cross, and then he has his hand hand to the body, but then there comes a point where he's almost making contact with the ground, so he tries yeah. to support himself. The ball touches his hand. Now, if VR is applied and proper rules are applied, that's a handball. Okay, but the that's referee, a very, very harsh call. No, but like, so I, I, I'm a United fan. I was hoping that like you know that wouldn't be 
Uh, like, like, seeing the penalty, I thought, you know what, that's a penalty. Like, but then the referee thought yeah, otherwise. Yeah, they didn't check it. Why? So when the the logic behind that at that point was that they were trying to see if his hand is outstretched, and but, if he tries to bring it back, he brings it back after contact is made no, with the, thing, the ball. Okay, if you're gonna go into detail, it seemed like Fred initially had it. Yeah, he was trying it. to he was trying to take the hand away while it's falling down. And but then while he's when going he was on the slide, he brings his hand down. When he was inches away from the ground, he tries to balance himself. And even the same thing today, um, Farooq Chaudhary. No, he was not he, like trying to take his hand away. It, like. But the shot came from a very close distance, yeah. and he didn't have time to either take his hand away or take his hand forward and change the direction of the ball. His hand was stationary, and the ball unfortunately took a deflection. And uh, yeah, I mean, if you follow rules to the T, it's a handball, and then. You Again, know. my question. But but the rule with VAR is if the attacking team's hand is struck in the opposition box, it's uh, it can't be the play can't continue forward. Yeah. So the thing is, without then VAR, there is, no, there is no discretion as to uh, oh, it was it intentional or not. If it if the attacking team's hand yeah, strikes the box, yeah, whether it just touches, yeah, the, yeah. But then it's, yeah. there's no VAR. So yeah. at the end of the day, in ISL, you're going to so win some, you're going to lose foot, some. What's the regular football handball rule then? That if it touches your arm, you have to check intention. No, uh, before VAR, what we from as a viewer, it seemed like was that the position of the hand, position of the hand, and if the referee deems it intentional or not. So it's the calls the referees. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, so we've got our call, and Jamshedpur has their goal. Yeah. Is it the end of the pod? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not the end of the pod. But yeah, like we were discussing, I mean, even when we were writing the report for this game, there was a lot of confusion about who gets the goal credit. So at some point we thought it was Farooq, at some point it was Isaac, but then finally, yeah, despite oh, the deflection, a, uh, some kind of irony in that. So the last time there was some similar incident was Jamshedpur's first game against Odisha in the first match of the season, mm-hmm. where uh, Farooq hit a cross and it deflected off Rana Garami and went inside. Yeah, went, went uh, for. But Farooq got the goal. And Farooq was initially given the goal, and it was then later credited right. to Rana Garami. Right. And now, the goal has been credited to Isaac, and which ideally should be credited to Farooq. Which I'm guessing, like the the committee will be looking at. Yeah, probably they'll probably announce it in a couple of hours. So he's been having a stellar season, like speaking on Farooq. Yeah. But uh, aside from the controversial decision, Chennai should have uh, finished off this game much before that. It shouldn't. Yeah, they didn't, didn't have done chances. to this yeah. situation. And uh, uh, the one person who stood out both in a good and a bad way yeah. for Chennai is Changte. I mean, he made so many good runs. You're thinking of what I showed you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's fill him in. So the thing is, when we stepped out after the game, and we were just like collecting our thoughts before the podcast, one of the first things he he was talking about was he was frustrated with Changte because yes, he has pace, he's fast. and he was talking about how that sort of aids chennai's style of play they like a fast person right in the middle who can you know go on the counter who can get those balls out on both ends so that's fine but the point is he's not finishing so the end product the end final product is delivery not, yeah so i was telling him if that's the case why don't we see somebody else come in like see if you can replace with new squad so he's like no one has the kind of pace that changte has which is fine so we wanted to bring that up as a point of discussion here because if that 
I mean, he was talking about the last two uh, Chennai matches that he seen at home, where Gregory <laughs> would just yell across the pitch when he didn't see things finished, when he didn't see Chanke finishing correctly and feeding the ball in to make some sort of a difference in and the box. And the period of plays where, like you know, uh, he was shouting was like a lull period where the fans are literally given a pop and then they're just like watching, and you can hear every instructions with John Gregory is barking out, and whenever Chanke screws up the final pass. John Gregory goes like epic chant. <laughs> he's got <laughs> he's got very heard out loud, <laughs> out loud colorful in the, in things the to box. Yeah. 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 So that's what I asked him. I was like where were you seated that you could hear it so loudly and he's like it's not anywhere close to the dugout you could hear it much behind. So yes, that sort of segues to Chantes. What why yeah, why why did you um, say what you said? Like you were saying Chantes is quick. He's very quick. But you know sometimes the cliche term the commentators across leagues use that his brain was too quick for his mm-hmm. uh, feet or the feet were too quick for the brain for chante his pace the pace of his body is much quicker than the pace of his brain so he runs across doesn't look up makes a cross doesn't try to figure out where his teammates are whether if he can cut back and find somebody else or if he can, if all he has to do is hold the ball nothing i mean so in the first half he kept getting past robin for fun but then nothing came of it there were so many instances yeah. uh couple of crosses that went right into the keeper's arms when it was one on one inside the box or uh, times when he could have just uh, held the ball ball cut back and then pass it across the face of the goal uh yeah in the second even in the second half once uh, rafael put him through on goal and there he kind of like lost his footing initially before he took the shot and it was directly at the keeper then in the 80th minute that was that should have been the uh, moment where chennai had sealed the three points uh he was on free on the right left side and he only had to like square pass, it across pass, yeah. to shambri but like he put it way ahead of, ahead of him and shambri was like really frustrated with the effort from chamte so that that kind of like su- summed up his season so far like you know gets into good promising positions but his final delivery is lacking so far but you take somebody like farooq he has i think he's having probably having the best season of yeah. uh, his career He's just 23, and every time he gets the ball, he has a look up first mm. to try to figure out where his teammates are. Or even if he doesn't, there are training ground drills where he knows where his uh, teammates will be. And um, he used. I'm, I'm, and he's I, becoming like a focal point in the team. Jamshedpur team, yeah, yeah. Which, which wasn't the case in the previous seasons. Yeah, and uh, I usually disagree with whatever awards that ISL gives out, emerging player and hero of the match mm. or whatever you call that. But today, I think he completely yeah. deserved the man in the match award. But I also felt like Aniket Jadhav had a decent shout. He came on at the end, uh, the start of the first half, second half, and he was really good. Like I didn't see this uh, side of him during the Under 17 World Cup. Uh, he had brilliant footwork today. Yeah, the I the lead up to the goal where he takes the ball between two defenders yeah. and passes it. I mean. definitely very impressive and a close shout but uh, farooq right from the first minute he was there he was troubling chennai's defense throughout and uh, yeah chante farooq yeah the story of the game yeah and two players with pace two players with the ability to take take it to the next level only one of them looks up and makes the right pass yeah but like farooq i think unintentionally he did the right thing today <laughs> and gets the goal hopefully yes. So now that you spoke about two players who had to do what they had to do and one got there, another. Let's switch on to another case of two things that were required but didn't come through. 
two goals chennai needed just two goals one that they scored and one that they didn't manage to and that's one of the first things valske said in the post match um, interaction where he said we were a goal short and that is putting it in in plain terms but to be fair chennai has also been depending on valske's for there at least to find the back of the net he's had four goals in seven appearances now and most of them have come after that international break so when chennai started yeah. scoring he's been at the helm of it we've got shemri to look at like in terms of another striking option for chennai but why is that not working out for them why is it that this one player has to go out and figure out what's no what uh, so from the, the last three matches for uh, shemri and walsk scored in the second match where walsk scored the brace shemri was unwell so he didn't play that game mm-hmm. and he was just like coming back for the next game so and he played just uh, 15 minutes so it's very quick to be like judging him yeah 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 and i i don't want to risk sounding like that but you know when you look at say people like atk that run in with three strikers or other teams that have you know you have your frontline strikers and midfielders who can you know play around and yeah. find the find the back of the net should chennai be looking at something like that because they clearly scoring oh uh, i mean like see if if chennai the number of chances which they missed in some of the home games they have had we would be talking about a we were uh, talking about something completely differently like you know they would be talking about them still like you know struggling not getting the wins which they need uh and if and chambri and uh, vasquez were major culprits then but uh, after the international break seeing them score it bodes well for them for them the goals has to come from uh, these two players which they have started doing mm-hmm. so but like you said like you know other players had to have to chip in and make it like a more all-round effort mm-hmm. if you look at the title winning season which they had in 2017-18 uh chennai had 11 goal scorers different goal scorers which was the most in the league that year and look at the that, team now yeah that that actually says a lot even john gregory constantly used to say that in uh the the last season and even this year like you know that we we're not getting those goals like because even in situations where they didn't seem like getting a goal someone would pop in and get that which right. has been lacking for the last few years right. what's funny is chennai has one win throughout the season second from bottom and uh, their striker is third in the table for leading scorers yeah. Yeah. something that we tend to ignore looking at chennai's overall form that's true and also it sounds like a anomaly <laughs> yeah also ashin i think we should address this like yeah, we have no, addressed no yeah exactly he's been trying to avoid that segue like he was hoping no, he was trying to the, the segue which i wanted to go into was the man in the shorts <laughs> owen coil wait wait we'll get to the man in the shorts before that are you struggling to refer to john gregory in the past tense at least as far as chennai nfc is yeah. concerned it's not my dad so, <laughs> <laughs> so I, i don't think i have a problem with that yeah. are you sure Yeah so now to the man in the shorts what were your impressions about Owen Coyle first impressions at least he looks like to shout yeah loves shouting you can the the one constant name constant names which i could hear throughout the game was tapa chante <laughs> <laughs> and masi probably like judging by chante's form this season like i'm not surprised <laughs> no the, so the thing is like he's trying to constantly make sure like you know they are following the drill which he wants them to it will be it will be a problem if he is doing that like after say like 6 7 8 games like throughout the 90 minutes this is his first game after coming into coming uh, in india after like 
in the last two days after 6 7 8 games this is the isl after 6 7 8 games we through to the next season <laughs> that's also possible yeah <laughs> so yeah we could say that for the start of the next season like if he's still doing that then you can say will he be there though we don't know if we'll yeah. see it's not this first game guys exactly yeah it's too far a conversation to have right now either way your first impressions anil what did you what did you think it was all right i mean uh, own coil from what we've known him often the premier league he's one of those proper managers who uses 442 old school mm-hmm. but he's come in and he can't implement 442 suddenly we're through uh, almost halfway through the season and uh, so what is he going to adapt to the system that gregory has in place and the players he didn't completely he an unchanged lineup from the last game the one against bolivia yeah so um from what he has at his disposal he did a good job like like i was saying it was probably chennai's uh, best all round performance including like ashin said including the win against uh, hyderabad um yeah but developments i mean they really need to start getting wins because they are ninth in the table uh, equal on points with hyderabad fc from no not. hyderabad odisha and kerala blasters all uh, of them are on the same number six of points. points six points yeah, yeah so odisha mm-hmm. and kerala blasters clearly have the potential to race ahead later it's not like they don't have they don't have striking problems kerala blasters yes considering they're dealing with a lot of injuries mm-hmm. and they have an able coach and uh, going by what he has done with northeast last season mm-hmm. the management is not going to sack him anytime soon and they know there are issues orisha that's a different podcast altogether yeah, there's so many faith i have faith hyderabad fc also uh, they moved in the last minute and the structure is not really in place and phil brown may or may not be there next season why are we discussing so, who's getting sacked no i'm just i'm just saying that they're not on the same not not all four teams are on the same yeah, level yeah yeah precisely yeah not all four teams on the same level but the same equal on points uh, kerala blasters has a good chance to rise to the top 4 by the end of the season the other three i'm not really sure yeah, they need a little bit of luck but the other three need to really work on things within their structure don't they now okay. that sort of brings us to the end of this podcast uh, we have a days break now in between we are not going to have a match on tuesday which is great because again we have some breathing space and teams also have some time to you know sort of recuperate and take a take some time off and just rethink their strategies uh we come back on wednesday with odisha fc taking on hyderabad is this their last game in pune their last yeah. home supposed to be yeah. yeah so never mind we're going to head to pune again on wednesday where odisha will take on hyderabad and let's see who like we were talking about both these teams just a couple of minutes ago it'll be fun to see who comes out with a convincing win let's see who comes out with a convincing win So that's about it for today. Um do join us for our next episode where we review the next game of the ISL. If you haven't followed this podcast already, make sure you just click on the subscribe button wherever it is that you're listening to this podcast on. That's all we have for now. Anirudh's giving a big thumbs up towards the mic so you know what you're supposed to be doing. Until our next game and our next episode, this is goodbye and good night from all of us at Sportstar.